Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome to the Yo, Salah, Salah, Can Can I, uh, I was going to intro the show there. Okay, well, before you intro yourself, welcome to the Modern Day Muslim Podcast. It's this the is the cast year, of the year. This, this is why we need to be in the same room when we do it, because we'll just talk over talk over each other but that's okay <laughs> at least at least we're on the same train of thought yes it is the last day of i hope you posted today a year <laughs> this is the this is it man this year of people had said 2020 is just a year you never want to remember so because... so you know what i'm gonna ask you this bro i'm gonna ask you this what did you think was beneficial for you in 2020 because you know every everything has a silver lining what was your beneficial point for 20 Nobody working from home because I had to look at that I, points for working I, from home, chilling, I, relaxing. I had to drive God knows where for so oh, long bro, you every were like an day. hour away on just an hour away, more, right? Every day, more one than way that, yeah. I was going to COVID Central, Markham. Oh, yeah, Markham, North yeah. York, North York, right? No, no, Markham, bro. Oh, North you were York. Markham itself. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like the Chinese border. I that's was right it. there. Yes, well, that's where the they China, where China have Mandarin border. headquarters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're serving Kung Pao bat or whatever they were. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you guys used to have for, for lunch? Break for lunch? Like, have a Hakka noodle and a Kung Pao bat. Hold the COVID. Perfect. Just when I thought I was the one being racist, you, <laughs> you know, you made me, you know you the game is to up it. each other, right? The game is always yeah. to up, up each other. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. If anyone's going to be uh, accused of being racist, it'll be you now. So it's perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll Le- take it gladly. At <laughs> Le- least you're openly admitting that, you know, some people are like, nah, I'm not racist. I just hate blacks. Oh, you know, like, wow. You know, Who said that? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, some people are like, man, I'm not racist. Like, those Indians, they just smell. You know, when people say stuff like that, and you're like, well, that's, that's kind of so racist. funny you say that, as well because my neighbor, he's like, comes to me. You met my neighbor, not, not the old one. The well, one with I'm the boat? The old, not the old one. He's 86. He just, bro, he's walking. So I met him. I haven't seen him around. So I knocked at the door. I'm like, yo, Mike, where you been? You know, the really old guy. And he's like, oh, you know. I've been. Uh, I had. I had. Uh, I had some cancer in my lungs, so I went for operation. Oh my god! Yo, so this guy, bro, listen to him. This guy opened the door to have a conversation with me. He's eighty six. He's like, yeah. So he's like, you know, I had a four hour operation. You want to see the scars? I'm like, God, no, no, <laughs> awkward. And he's like, oh yeah, so he took that piece of the lung out. But he's like, it's been a month. But I'm walking around. You know, I can't step out because of COVID. But but I'm like, and bro, he's walking casually, and I'm like thinking, bro, how many brown people? At the age of 86, would even get out of bed after an operation? Punjabi people, you know how strong Punjabi people are? I think they'll do their own operation and then get out of bed. <laughs> you, know how, you know how weak Pakistani people are? They'll complain about an operation. We'll, let, has, we'll lie down. We'll lie no, no. Down, yeah. they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be complaining about an operation that, that hasn't even been performed. And then they'll complain once the operation is done because their son wasn't a doctor and didn't perform the surgery. So it's that's, that's hilarious. It's it's no, but it's true, man. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so my point, yeah. So the guy the, on my left, the younger guy, he's sixty two. He's like, hey, Zov, guess what? I'm moving out next year. I'm like, okay, cool. That's good for you, man. He's like, yeah. And uh, would you be upset if you get a bunch of packies come and live over here? I'm like, yo, listen. I don't know if you know this, but that's whoa. Oh you my can't God. say that, man. I'm like, listen. I don't get offended by that because honestly, man, I could care less. Because did he I not just, know? I just brush it up. No, see. So I was like, if you say that in public, he's like, what, what, what are they going to do, beat me up? I'm like, yeah, they'll kill you. They will kill you. 
I'm like, don't you can't use that word. He's like, doesn't okay, he? Okay. Doesn't uh, he know that that you're one? Yeah, does he know you're he a Pakistani? So he's like, he's like, oh well, would you be offended? Then he just cleared us. Like, would you be offended? There are twenty Pakistanis come and live here. I'm like, no, I don't care. I could care less. Who comes and lives? Who's my neighbor? No, but you should have. You should have told them yes if they were family. I might get offended. <laughs> and I was like laughing. I was like, man, this guy's like so ignorant at this day well, and age, right? Like still to use that well, term. Well, so stupid, man. Well, well, you know what happened? Similar story was I worked for that that French separatist company, the bank. Oh yeah, yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2015, and I remember one day we were at a trade show with my boss. And I was saying something, and he's like, "Yo, man, you're one funny packy." And I go, "Yo, no. don't ever." Yeah, yeah. So I you know what? You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. This is the same yeah. way you guys played that game too, right? Yeah, that crazy but, game. Yeah, yeah. But oh my but God. my my approach was a little more um, threatening than yours, unfortunately. I go, if you ever say those words again, those will be the last words you say in your life. No. And, yeah, and then and then he's like, "Excuse me," and I go, "Do you know that's like calling a brown person an n-word? It's very." I go, "The n-word is way more offensive," but. Because of the history behind it, but I go, this is just as bad. So I go, don't ever use that word. And he's like, why not? And I go, you know what? I like. You, I hate it when they go, why not? So so then I go, you know what? Why don't you say it to the wrong person, and then you'll realize why. And then he's like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, yeah, you know what? You might be in one of those YouTube videos where you're like locked up, and there's a garbage bag over your head. <laughs> Yo, did you see that video about the guy, that kid who who dropped the N word? He was high, like drunk, and this other guy picked up this can of twisted tea. And just whacked it on his forehead. Oh my God! What, what, when was this video made? I think it was Calgary, bro. I'll send you the link, bro. So okay, so he's just standing oh there. This guy's like nonstop yadding away, like you know. And this this guy like got his mask on, and this guy doesn't have his mask. I think that's how the conversation started. And he's like, you know, you guys are all a bunch of n. You guys are all a bunch of n. And he's like, listen, man, don't say that word. I'm I'm warning you. And he's like, yeah, you guys are just a bunch of n. And he had some weird kind of can. I didn't know what it was. So I asked him to come in. I'm like, yo, why is this? What, what can was that? Was it beer? Was it? He's like, no, it's called Twisted Tea because there are so many memes coming out of that. And this guy just took that can, whacked it on his forehead, bro, like literally, and the can explodes. So he gets knocked out, wakes up, and the girl who's recording, she's like, yeah, you deserved it. You better not come and touch me because you deserve that. And then I was like, yo. So is that the solu- solution is to beat the racism out of people like with Twisted Tea? Is that... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know anymore, bro. Like, you know, given the whole BLM movement at this point, like, everybody got educated and why Black Lives Matter. And, you know, the, the you know, we've, you and I did a podcast on that. We had a, a friend, Harp, uh, Harpreet, come in on our show and talk about it. And, you know, how much we were educated towards things we didn't even know and why there was this movement needed to be highlighted so evidently. And it was so important yeah. worldwide. You... And then to be ignorant still about that is like, you're dumb. Like, what, what's wrong with you? No, because I remember after the podcast, it, like, it, it did change. It changed you. I remember you are like, man, I didn't know this. I, I feel bad. Now I'm only going to hate Asians. <laughs> no, you know, you know, that's <laughs> you know how I love my Asians, girl. <laughs> you know, bro. You know, I got that Asian. I got the Asian fever. You okay, know, Latinos. Latinos. One of those races you're like. No, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> hate any race. I see such a dog, man. <laughs> Yo, Asians are my thing. Yo, that's my, that's my thing. Yeah, females. So, 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 yo. So, let me tell you what happened. So, I go for my COVID test, right? And, oh yeah, can tell us about your COVID test, right? Segue. Right. So, so, uh, and I why were my... you getting tested? Go ahead. Yeah. Tell so, us. uh well, I, I'm I'm supposed to fly soon. So, yeah. I'll, and I'll leave it at that till our next podcast. 
because in case some of my friends are listening, then they'll know that I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm supposed to fly somewhere uh, soon. So I had to do my COVID test and I go in and uh, uh, it's a Korean lady. And I'll tell you why she's Korean, because uh, as soon as you walk in and she's like... How did you know that? I'm telling you. And she's like, uh, uh, she's like she hey, bow? how's it going? I, hey, Mr. Ali, I uh, just want to let you know, uh, you know... This... Ooh, Mr. Ali. Hey. Yeah, you know, I was wow. like, well, take it easy, girl. Hmm, come on, girlfriend. Uh, so, she, so there are two types of COVID tests. <laughs> she address you by Mr. Ali? <laughs> so there are two types of COVID tests, apparently. I didn't even know that. You know, you get educated real fast when you go through shit. So there is one where they, they shove it up your nose... Okay, both both processes, they shove it up your nose. And the longest one, which is the most accurate one, is where they poke you, like, till your tail end uh, of your nose, nostril line, and they, they swipe it. Does that it. hurt? Well, I'll tell you. They'll swipe it. They'll, they'll twist it. They'll twirl it uh, left and right eight times. And it's, like, literally under 10 seconds, and you're done, right? The test, it takes 10 seconds. There's another wow. one which is not that deep. It goes quarter deep. It's not that accurate. Uh, so that's the, the the two versions, right? Obviously, we opted for the most accurate one because I was like, it's the same price. Who 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 would go with the not accurate? Oh, oh you'd be amazed because I was I was waiting for my turn, and everybody I saw people coming in. They're like, hey, which one do you want to go for? Because they're both the same price, and they're like, oh, I'll do the four second one. Oh, I'll do the. F-. How many people picked the four second one because they just wanted to get the COVID test done? For them, it was just like a paper saying it's it's negative. But I was like, hey, I I hang out a lot with. I am a very social person. I hang out a lot. I was hanging out a lot of during, you know, my bike trips and all that. I'm like, I want to check if I got the shit. Uh, so we got it done. And she's like, she was like really friendly and she poked it. And then I was like, okay, listen, you got to tell me straight up how bad is it going to hurt? And she's like, listen, I'll tell you how it is. And that's for, I swear to God, her analogy was point on. So this is what she told me. And I quote, you know, when you're swimming and this is what she said as verbatim, you know, when you're swimming and you try to show off in front of a girl and you try to do a somersault in the swimming pool, and then and the water rushes up your nose and you get that little burning sensation. Yeah, that's how it's gonna feel like. I swear to God, that's what she says. I've never, water. I've never done a somersault. You've never done a somersault in the water, or the water rushes your swim. nose. I can't swim. I can't swim. What are properly. you black? Oh, wow. Okay, so much for the black lives don't matter. <laughs> now it's like black lives can't swim. Like what are you? It's, <laughs> So much for learning so much from that podcast. I hope you edit this out, please. I can't edit anything out, bro. I, I guess I'm calling you back, I guess. Well, it's, a, it's, a compliment. it's a compliment and an explanation of why I can't swim. Thank you. <laughs> You've answered so many questions. So, okay, so when she did it, like, how much did you scream? Nothing, bro. Literally just teardrops. Because you, it goes up really high in your nostril, like really high. You can feel it like towards your frontal lobe. You can feel it. But it's literally there... within eight seconds that you're, you're pretty much, within under 10 seconds, you're done. No chance of damaging like any type of tissue or muscle or nothing? No, she doesn't like poke it. But she was telling me, she, so this is what she told me. She's like, hey, I, I totally get your concerns. I'm Asian too. I'm Korean. And I was like, oh, okay. Why? Why people don't ask? Like, I don't know why you had to bring that up. Uh, and she's like, it's just that I need, I know that, you know, we have spicy food, so it's not going to affect us that much as we're, or as much as white people. And I was like, Ooh, that goes us for, you know, cause you're, you're, you look like a, you look like a, you speak like a, what was it? You speak like a Gora, but you smell like a Pakora, right? But you have Gora food, right? So, so, 
so does she i'm confused here just because you have spicy food does she stick the chopsticks up her nose every time i don't she know eats? i thought it was i think, she, I think that doesn't was, make sense I, to me i think she was just being flirtatious I, that's what i think i'll take well, that as you know what you know what that's what you interpret it's yeah. not what you think it's what <laughs> you interpret for some sick reason in your mind she probably said hey I like spicy food, and then your weird mind interpreted it. <laughs> I as... heard something else. No, yeah. I swear to God, she was, she was, bro, she was chatty Cathy with me. Even like my son was with me, and he's like, uh, "Baba, she was really talking to you a lot." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess she's because once, I'll... once again, once again, that's part of the job, right? Like you're one of the, you're like you remind me of my cousin. I remember when we used to go to like restaurants, and he's like, "Yo, that girl said hi to you," and I'm like, "Yeah, she's a waitress. That's her job." And he's like, <laughs> "No, oh, no, but okay, yeah, I'm just, okay. I'm just playing. I'm playing the fool. No, for real. I think she was just being uh, very talkative because she wanted to get that, you know, break the ice and get you comfortable. I think that's her job, right? But she was break telling the ice. me, "What are you guys picking up each other?" No, you know, you know, like the thing is because because she's so she was telling me she's like, "You'd be amazed at how many times like I've done this test when it first came out, the COVID test, and people would grab her arm." Or push her away, or try to like try to punch her or fight her, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Are you she's, she's yeah, she told her? me she's like, "How many times I've been threatened that I'll get punched in the face if I poke it too hard?" What? That's kind of scary. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man!" And that's that's when she was. She's like, "You know," I was like, um, "I get that a lot. I don't know. I thought it was just because so, I was Korean." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I don't know. I, you, I think you did a fine job in the analogy you gave was perfect." So, so, so like, the, what I want to know is like, why do they have to do it there? Like, what does that detect? That if you have COVID-19 or not. So that's where COVID is stored, like in your nostril? Yeah, it's in the, it's in the coldest uh, place in the back. That's where it resides, right? Wow. So that's how they, they pick on that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how the COVID-19 test. How do they... How do they know, like, when it comes out, if there's, like, a color or, like... No, no, it goes term- for tests because it's like taking one of those... Uh, oh, okay. You know, one of those... Uh, did you ever get a... Did you ever travel during the swine flu ep- no uh, epidemic? No okay. No so way, they no. were doing the same similar thing back then as well. Uh, uh, so that's literally it. But, yeah, the burning sensation lasts 10 minutes and you're, you're back to normal. Like, because it's like a foreign thing hitting your, the back of your nose, Right. How long, how long did it take you to get it done? And did you have to schedule an appointment? Yeah, yeah. I had to schedule an appointment. It was 10 seconds in and out. Oh, it was, uh, I guess, 15 minutes in and out. 10-second procedure. So, weren't you getting ner- Like, I would get a little nervous because I'm like, all these people are testing. Is there a chance that I might get it during this process? No, so they take you. So that's a, so that's a very good point. Okay, so let me explain you from that. I walk in. I register. It's like a plexiglass. I'm being sent to a room, separate room where I sit. Uh, wow. And that room is like they, they close the door and then the nurse comes in. She does her paperwork and uh, then she like takes the swabs out and then cleans it out and then closes back the door. Then she removes her gloves, her, her face shield, her mask, her, uh, her, uh, her protective, gear, like the PPE costume, I guess. Uh, take that off. Like every, every patient, she's changing it again and again and again. I was like, man, metal, wow. I would just get sick of the whole, whole process. Like, oh, I have this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Wow. So, so, so here's the thing, like, maybe this is more like a question for the government. Like if the government cares about us so much, why are they charging us to get this done? No. So the OHIP is not the airline you take is selective about picking certain people, certain organizations to do the job for them. And I got my results in 24 hours. So, so it is free, but I guess you go to, you go to, but yeah, but if you take, if you go free, 
It's uh, I believe it's uh, within three days you get the results, and oh. uh, it, the wait period is insane, right? Like the drive-through, you can wait for like hours and hours before you get. See, because so there how- are more tests now, right? So it's easier for you to stand in line and get the results. So how much? How much did you have to pay? If you don't mind me asking, one eighty. Excuse me, one eighty per person. Is this Canadian? Yeah. Oh my God, that is. And and for such a short procedure, yeah. Doesn't this make you like? It's weird. Like it it, it kind of introduces you to. Oh, the bro! American. I gotta do this again when I fly back out from there. Doesn't this kind of make us feel a little better that we don't have the American healthcare system? Because this is how the American healthcare system works. Yep. Oh my god, that is insane. I'm not scared about getting COVID. Yo, it's I'm not scared about insurance, pain. eh? I'm not scared about getting cold. I'm scared about paying 180, bro, for someone to stick a Q-tip up my nose. No, but you can. They I might... told you, you can get the free one from OHIP, right? You can, but it's just like you got to wait in the drive-through for three hours or whatever and get the test yeah. done. My brother-in-law got it done, yeah, and it's the same thing. He said you had to wait there for a while and put up whatever. But I guess it's your health, right? So... Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you've health, you've got wealth, right? That's what the yeah. saying is. You have a health, you have wealth. <laughs> Bloody. Uh... I don't know. Talking about bloody, yo, Michael Moore's oh. new. Uh, well, it's not a new documentary. Oh God! It's it's, go. uh, it's it's uh, it's it's old now. I think a couple of years. It's called "Where to Invade Next." You guys have to watch that. It is absolutely phenomenal. What so, is you guys supposed to mean? Like a, is there a derogatory t- term? It's a okay. listen to our listeners. Just just making sure. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> you make him sound <laughs> like a racist. Now. I, I, I was just listen. Can we rewind the podcast nine minutes back? Yeah. About your swimming comparison? Yeah. I was like, you said you can't swim. And I was like, oh, okay. Why what, can't you do it on your back? No. <laughs> you drop Like, you know, L when you word. go on your you back, you float? The, you drop the L word from the word back. I said very back. Slick. I don't know what you heard. Very, man. very, you can, very. You can re- rewind. I said, can't you not? What are you? What do you can't? Swim on your back? Listen, I think you need to get a hearing test, too, along with your COVID <laughs> test. Our political correctness test. So, yeah, tell our listeners what this documentary is about. Yo, so this is what it is. Michael Moore, he, uh, you know, he's done the 9-11. Uh, uh, famous, famous. Famous okay, one, he, yeah. And then he I'll, did, I'll give, uh, 11, I'll, I'll tell the he did another one called 11-9 Fahrenheit. I'll uh, tell the listeners quickly about him because your explanation is always terribly wrong. And it's somewhat correct, but not as informal and, in, in, and uh, to the point. So he's an American director. He does all these, like, document i would say like reality documentaries on the state of like the american uh economy or even america in general so he did a famous one the first one was i believe it was called roger and me it was the closing of the chrysler factory in detroit because that's where he's from and how it affected detroit then he did sickle that one's one of that was one of the good ones i don't know if you saw that it compares was that the russian uh the communism one once again, it's great thing I always explain these. <laughs> you said sicko. I was like, okay, that's sicko, sicko. So, oh, sicko. Oh no, I I don't think I've seen that one. So oh, maybe I have. What is uh, it about? Tell me what sicko is about. I might have seen uh, it. Obviously, you haven't, because first of all, you don't know how it's pronounced. And secondly, you would have remembered it. It's comparing the American and the Canadian healthcare system. And then the one you said was right. I think it's 9-11 Fahrenheit where he talked about 9-11 and the conspiracies now changed. No, so there are two. There's one 9-11 Fahrenheit. And then another uh, one he did. Yeah, he just recently, which is called the... No, there is one Yeah, 9-11 Fahrenheit and there's another one called 11-9 Fahrenheit in which he talks yeah. about Trump coming in power. 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but yeah. the one you're so he's talking... also come up with another one during that time because I think the eleven nine Fahrenheit is uh, the one about Trump. But just before that, he has something come out called "Where to Invade Invade Next," and it's about him going uh, to Europe <clears throat> and taking out some best ideas on how their living is, whether it's healthcare. Uh, like I don't want to hear this. So, was that? I don't want to hear this. You were t- sharing this before the podcast, and it was depressing me because. When oh, yeah, yeah. Them. So it's like, it's like how they're living or how their state of economy is or the standard of living or what is their best practice that they want to, he wants to implement back in the U.S. But this is the best part, right? Like, like he does. So he goes to Denmark uh, and he's like, okay, uh, what's, what's, what makes your country so good? You know, like you're known as one of the happiest states in the world, happiest uh, countries in the world, uh, right after Norway. What makes you so good? Like, what is your, why are your people so good, although your taxes are high? Uh, because I think they have free healthcare too. He's like, oh, we just work three days a week. And he's like, oh, you mean like, you mean like three days, like 24 hours, three days? And like literally what you said when I told you earlier, right? Like 15 hours, 18 hours. He's like, nope, they work nine to five. Uh, and they have a three-day weekend, a three-day work week. And because it's all about, you know, life and work and life balance. Yo, forget, forget Denmark. How do check they survive? Do no, they no, check in... this out. Check this out. So he goes to Italy. He's sitting with the factory workers, okay? Uh, and he's like, oh, you guys work nine to, nine to, nine to six, okay? You have, uh, no, is it nine to seven? And he's like, oh, that's it. Make them work. You, that's it. You guys get to work and everything. And he's like, no, we have a lunch break. And he's like, oh, 30 minutes, an hour? He's like, no, everybody gets a lunch break from one to four. We go home, we cook lunch, we spend time with our family. Some of us get a nap and then we come back and then we finish our work for another two or three hours and then we go back home. And he's like, oh but, and he's like, so why don't you work between that time, one to four? And he's like, oh, because, you know, we were, we, it, it helps us spend more time with our family. And they follow this one girl. She's like, I do this every day. I come home at one o'clock. My husband comes home by one thirty. They all leave the factory. They, she comes home, she cooks the meal. They have a family meal. And then she, you know, obviously it's going to be the same food for dinner. And then she's like, we, I parcel it up. And then my husband takes a little, little breather, take a quick nap. And then we head home and we're more productive. So he asks the factory owners. Now, these are the guys who are making clothing for fashion design, right? Like, the, I'm talking about the Levi's, like the Levi's, wow. the Dolce Cabanas and all that. He's, he's like the main uh, textile. Uh, it was a textile factory, right? And he's like, hey, how come you're not make? you can make more money? And he's like, so this is the owner. This is what the owner is saying. He's an old guy. He's like, but money is going to get you so far in life. I want to have quality life. I want to enjoy everything else in life. I want to be able to take vacation and go around different countries and everything. And he's like, but you can make so much more money. Like just, you know, pay them less, make them work more. Why do you give them the one to four? Make them pay them overtime to work one to four. And he's like, but I don't want to do that. They're like, why are you forcing me to do this? We want our employees to be happy because when they're happy, they'll be more productive and then they can do better for us. And he's like, so- I, don't, and he's like I don't get this concept. And he's, this is what they said. Majority of the places that he went and he discussed this out, they're like, we took this values and these contributions from the American society. It's in your constitution on, on how to treat humans equally. And we just implemented it. You guys have the values. You guys are not implementing it. These are all taken from you guys. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah. So as for this will blow your mind. They visited a country... Uh, Slo- Slova- Slovenia, not Slovakia, Slovenia. Free education, high school, uh, sorry, free education, like uh, university for everybody, everybody. 
and they have a limited uh, number of students, a certain percentage that they take out for foreign students who get free education also. He met American students out there. They're like, how come you are here? Uh, how come you're studying over here? She's like, I was in a community. I couldn't afford a community college in America. I applied for a grant here. I got the grant and I am now studying over here. I'm I'm like speechless here, man. But you, you know, the, the one thing that just makes me more upset is like, I remember when Google started doing this stuff and Facebook, like, you know, all these like huge tech companies, you would yeah. hear that they, 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 they give their employees haircuts for free. They cater the food, the lunches, they pay for their transportation to work in. It was such a new concept. And then their whole underlying thing was the same, the theme. They're like, if employees are happy, then they're going to be more productive. So like, why, why is this like some sort of new age concept? It's not, or- bro. It's not. It's just that we, uh, as, as a society in North America, out West, it was always, right? Like just work, 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 work. Don't like enjoy a donkey. Life. So when they, when they interviewed this lady, this couple in Italy, this is how it started. So he's like, hey, where are you off to? I heard that you guys are off work. And she's like, yeah, we just took a week off. Normally we travel, but because of COVID, we're not traveling this time. But just in the beginning of the year, we were in Greece. And he's like, oh, how long were you in Greece for? She's like, oh, two weeks. And he's like, oh, then you must have finished off your leave, your, your vacation. She's like, no, we got six weeks. Everybody gets six weeks. He's like, when do you work? And he's like, no, we work. He's like, when we think we're having a stressful time because of our jobs, and I think one of them was a cop and the other one was an instructor or something. She's like, we take a vacation and nobody's there to stop us. Why would you not? And then she's like, it is, it is every Italian's dream to go to America and work and settle there and work. And he's like, in America, you only get two weeks paid vacation. And she's like, we get six weeks paid vacation here. I think I'm not, I don't want to come to U.S. anymore. I was <laughs> laughing because the way she said, yeah, I'm not coming to U.S. anymore. Buddy, we get like three weeks. Yeah. And we've been, we've been in the workforce for like, God knows, 20 plus years. And it's so, so you know what's funny as for in Dubai? It's, uh, it's a month uh, paid leave, at least until I was there, right? It was a month paid leave. And they give you tickets for your home country. So whatever why citizenship we, you are. If why why are we having this conversation? Maybe Batsu, gonna... maybe Batsu, I'll, I'll tell you why. And it's Put changed my... now, right? And they would give you a ticket as well. For the country you are originated from, so if you're if you're English, you get one way you get a one way ticket uh, allowance uh, to Great Britain. If you're from Pakistan, you get you know all this and that. However, stating that they also had, and I remember my dad. They also used to have the one to four break because I remember my dad would come back, like he would pick us up from school, we'd come back, we'd have lunch, and then he would take his quick nap, an hour nap, and then he'd get up at four o'clock and four thirty, he'd be in the office. And then he would work till like seven thirty eight, and then come back home. And I was like, this is a great way of life because he gets to spend time with us, one to four, gets his nap because, you know, you, you, need, you need that power nap, like what the Americans call now power nap. You need your power nap. He used to get his power nap, and he'd be off to work again. And then oh, that all changed. That all, when the Americans, the multinational MNCs came in uh, to Dubai and they started expanding, it all changed to the nine to five concept and, oh, the one to four doesn't work and, you know, you got to work if you want to work extra, the overtime. So this is all the American, American influence. BS. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. This was what blew my mind. This is, this was the part that I was like, oh my God. He goes to visit a prison. As far as this prison, they, they, he visited two prisons. I'm going to tell you only one of them because I want you to watch the show. He visited the prison, prison, which was like a cottage country. It was an island on a farmland 
the the guy he God. interviewed a murderer he's like you what are you in for he's like oh i murdered uh, i murdered somebody i got 15 years he's like there are knives behind you is it kind of safe for me to be here he's like oh yeah th- those knives are just for cooking not for killing and he's laughing bro the guards are not around they're outside tanning they're t- taking a tan outside and there are some this guards ridic- saying, you know what it is ridiculous. what's their what's their concept is that we don't want to treat you like an animal and stuff you into jail and treat you like shit it's a rehabilitation center you need to come to condition con- uh, come to terms with yourself that the thing you did was wrong and now you need to get how we're going to do is isolate you from all the people you love and that's your biggest punishment because they interviewed a lot of prisoners in there and it's like they all had the common theme they're like man you know it's 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 great to be here like i do farming i do accounting i do cooking i do this and then you know, we live we play games we play basketball we play and you know we we work out we take tans we do everything i'm i'm building i'm restoring a car over here but at the end of the thing it is like man i miss my family like i it's making me realize that i am not going to see my daughter grow up this is really messed up but i'm like see that is what you call self realization not where you tase them to death and everything or put them in solid confinement and everything like, and obviously yeah. have their they have a bro you're not sitting around around with a bunch of testosterone you are going to clash right you're going to clash you're going to get into arguments and everything you're going to have those but at the end of the day you're you're still human you know what i mean you make me want to go to jail <laughs> bro you, i'm telling you you watch it this is just one of the jails the other jail was like a proper prison it. it was it was a high security prison these mofos each had xbox or playstation in their rooms uh and they were they had the keys to their own uh, locker like their rooms i mean obviously there was a master key that uh, the main guard had in case there was an emergency but they only had the keys to their room uh they had two bunk beds they could invite a friend over because uh, if you have different kind of sexual orientation you can have that but they all had playstations a computer because they're like hey you need to be in, in touch with your outside world at least so you know what's going around and check this out if there's uh, an election if there's an election that's for this is what blew my mind the prisoners vote first not last or not allowed the prisoners vote first then the rest of the country votes and the politicians you... come into the prison and do their uh, debates one of the debates takes place in the prison obviously it's telecast or, or uh, you know across the nation uh, but they do one of the uh, the debates in the prison because then the prisoners get to vote as well or ask questions or whatever because they're still human man galti to sabse hoti hai right i thought covid was the most depressing thing that happened this year to to the world but you sharing this information on these prison prisoners playing playstations and the work life balance in these other countries is depressing me more man now that i know like you know how excited people were in north america and canada america or whatever that they're getting like christmas and new years off on boxing day could you could you imagine you tell someone in europe that they'll like spit in your face and laugh bro that's why Christ- why do you think Ita- it's christmas have you not the- seen italians always live longer have you not seen that italians nonas are like living till 90s 80 like 90s 100s Europeans live longer. You know why, bro? Because, bro, I told you this. When I took my first cottage, I did the white thing. I did, took a cottage break last year. What did I tell you? I, when I, as soon as I did that, I'm like, Asper, I know why white people live longer because that was the most... I went for what? Three days? Four days? It was the most detoxing, de-stressful vacation ever. And all I did was, bro, I entered that cottage and I saw this plaque that said, switch off your phone and do more things in life 
that make you want to not look at your phone. And I was like, yo, this is fucking wicked. I, I, I switched on my phone. I informed I the guys. True. I informed my, my, my boys, like the guys I work with. I'm like, hey, if you need anything that's urgent, give me a shot on my personal cell. If it's not urgent and you guys can take care of it, by all means, do it. Do not contact me. Bro, those four days, I came back like a king, bro. Like, not stressed. So happy. All I did was like, you know, was at the, I was at the cottage. I was doing barbecuing with the kids. I was swimming. I was, it's different. Yeah, bro. I was doing such different things. Very... I was kayaking. I've never kayaked in my life. I was kayaking. I was like... I didn't even know you knew how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's such a dick. But I, I, like, I get it. I get it now, man. That's why, that's no, why I this think... trip now during so... COVID, I'm like, you know what? I know it's a stressful time that I'm going in. But I really need the break, man. Like, I've had a really rough I, year work-wise I, and I, was I, like, I need this break man i think you brought up a good point you asked me about the most good, memorable or good thing about that happened with covid and i think you just answered the question for most people is that their appreciation of simpler things and nature became much more higher like i went for hikes i used to think hikes were for people that were lost in life and hitchhikers and homeless individuals that went into forests at night but I started realizing the power of nature oh, and like yeah, fresh air. Yeah, I'm with you and then, that. And, then, and then I also went back uh, to where I grew up in like Muskoka, which is like cottage country. Oh, now. And beautiful. I was, there, I was there for three days and I told myself this and no one believed me. I said I could live there. I, I, did, I didn't know if I wanted to come back to the suburbs bro, after that. because I was, You're not even lying, bro. Even when we did that, I was telling Aksa, Aksa I was telling the wifey, I was like, listen, we need to find why we need to we need to buy a cottage and we need to move in. Why? We need a four season cottage and just live here. Because this is I go, this is what life is all about. Yeah, I go, why? Like why busy busy like I know listen, I know it's not we don't have as many things as we do in the suburbs, but there's greater things there, right? Like nature, the lake and people were like, What about the winters? I go, Yeah, but winters are bad too in the suburbs. Yeah. You know? It's just what you decide what you want to do. So. Is that part of your life? What, what, what priority? What do you think is priority at that point, right? Like I know young couples, they like to live in the concrete jungle. It's downtown. It's yeah. a hip place and everything. But I know a lot of people who had kids who are hip and now they want to move to the suburbs. And me living in the suburbs, I'm like, bro, I need to move to a cottage, an all-season cottage because I think that's what life is all about. Like you got nature. Bro, the talk about nature. During when COVID first started, I used to go for walks because I used to have stressful meetings because everything was on a shit show, right? In the beginning, nobody knew what was going on. I would just go for yeah. walks. That's for so true. I didn't even know there were hike trails behind my house. Like I was admiring nature. It was like summertime, right? I was admiring nature. I was like, this is gorgeous. I didn't even know this road existed. This is beautiful. And it's like in my backyard, this walkway is amazing. And, you know, you, I met some new people like in my walks and my kids used to come down with me and I used to enjoy it. I'm like, Bro, this is what it's all about. It's not about sitting yeah. in front of a, a screen and just typing away. Like, F that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even staying indoors and watching. Bro, I'll tell you it. something. My dad did this with me. Okay. So I, he wanted me to go for Umrah before I moved to Canada. And I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm like, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to do Hajj when I can. I don't have the money right now. Investing so much money coming to Canada. And he took me, he drove me to the Kabristan, uh, which is the graveyard. And he told me, he's like, you see all these people over here? They're all dead, right? I'm like, yeah, that's the common denominator. That's why, hence the name Graveyard. He's like, yeah, all these people probably work for some company or the other. The, com- the company still survived. It's still working. The show will always continue whether you're there or not. You need to fic- take time out and do things that will help you not physically, 
but spiritually as well. And that's what it is, right? Connecting with nature, it's spiritual wow, healing. Wise right? ways, wise words. Yo, yeah, my dad, my dad was wicked with cliches, bro. And bro, so I went. Too bad a son didn't that. learn. I too bad a son didn't inherit those cliches. <laughs> and I was like, man, this makes so much sense, right? When you, because, bro, I'm not even kidding. So when I went to visit, do the Umrah, the first time I saw Kaaba with my own eyes, Jasper, I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. I know we're kind of segueing from our time limit as well. Uh, and, and our topic. Oh, 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 no, it's only been 40 minutes over. Continue. <laughs> when I first saw Kaaba with my own eyes, bro, not even, not even joking, like tears, like tears, bro. When you see the house of God I, with your own eyes and that magnetism and that power, oh, man. I, I, think, I, th- I think that's the thing that COVID did to people, right? Because I feel like everyone that was working to live is now like, listen, I have to have a balance in life. Yeah. And, 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 like, and like you going to see the Kaaba, because think about it, before COVID, I would have been the same too. People would have been like, it's too much to go for Hajj. I can't do this. But after COVID, people were like, I need to go because I don't know when I'll get the chance. And if I don't get the chance, I'm going to regret that more than like the money that I have. Because, you know, money will come and go. Yeah. It, it, will, it will be there. It will leave. Regardless, you're going to have bills. So- yeah. You can work double and it will not come in. Yeah. And you can work less and more can come in. Like you, there's nothing you can do but, about that. But, but that experience of like you going to see the Kaaba is going to outweigh someone, let's say, making an extra $10,000 or saving that 10000 or even say they got a promotion at work. Like you're going to remember that memory more. Yeah, of right? course, like that, bro. That's, that's a, and, and, and that's, that's what it's all about. Because even, even though 2020 flew by, I had a lot more things that I remember now. Negative, but more positive stuff where I'm like, man, this really changed the way I'm going to look at life. I swear, I think Alhamdulillah, that's... Alhamdulillah. And I know I'm cutting you off there, but listen to this. Listen to me. Just... We've had no, code nothing. for what? We have code for what? Eight months? Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And, you know, we've been social. We met up. I've been very social with my motorcycle. Oh, yeah, just, like tell the, just tell the Alhamdulillah. police. Yeah. And, Tell the police, yeah, we're listening to this. <laughs> no, no, yeah. like we met up with social distancing and everything. But yeah. Alhamdulillah, in these eight months, you know, you were working out. You were, you know, you were, you thought you were rocky. You were running stairs and all that stuff. And you were, you were focusing on, you know, like, okay, I want to focus on one thing that detoxes me from my workly stress. But at the end of the day, eight months, the biggest thing we should be thankful is, Alhamdulillah, 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 man, none of us got COVID. None of us, none I of know. our immediate members got COVID. True. It's that's true. the that's... biggest blessing, man. That's the biggest. Bro, my fa- I found out after hanging out with my friend that his daughter had an uh, uh, outbreak of COVID in her class. And I got so mad at this friend of mine. And I'm like, yo, motherfucker, why didn't you tell me this before meeting me? And he's like, bro, it's my daughter. Like, don't worry about it. She's fine. I'm like, yeah, but you could be a carrier. Yeah. And it would not affect you, that's but selfish. you can affect me, right? That's selfish. Yeah, I'll but at the end honest, of the day, alhamdulillah, yeah. alhamdulillah, man. That's the biggest blessing, bro. And the blessing of self-realization, man. You know how many people are now sitting back and thinking, man, fuck my work, man. I don't need this kind of stress in my life. No, bro, a lot how much, of, t- how a much lot time of... I get to spend with my kids. I became close with my son, like even closer, my daughter, my wife. Like our relationship is just blooming. Like there's so much things happening, man. I, th- I think I'm, I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I think COVID more so showed, showed the corporate world. And, and it's kind of interesting you were talking about this documentary about uh, Michael Moore and where to invade next that he was talking about how we need the work-life balance or he was kind of surprised about how these other countries manage it and still have a good standard of life 
and money and COVID is teaching us because remember COVID and I always had this argument. I've been working home from home for the past like five years, like in, in like various corporate jobs. And I always told my friends, I go, listen, many jobs can be done from home. Just companies don't trust you. Yeah. And that's stupid. And I go, that's the stupidest thing you can do because we're all grown adults. And if they can't trust adults, then they shouldn't hire us. 100%. Like yeah, and, and I go, listen, we're going to be more productive at home because I, and I told my friends, I go too. You're going to get more work done. You're going to be more relaxed and you're going to be working longer hours. And my friend's like, nope, we're going to sit and watch Netflix. I go, that's what you think. But the minute you're working from home, because you've got bills and responsibilities and you see it all, like, but if you're in your house, every time you turn on the light, this and that, you're thinking, I got to go to work. I got to like, you know what I mean? Like it's always on your mind. So when you're at home, you're in your own comfort zone. And then on top of that, like you can take your own breaks you can work a little longer. You're not commuting. You're not putting up the stress. You're not doing those fake. Listen, I'm not saying you have to be best friends with everyone at the office, but there's people who you see and you're like, oh, God, really? Do I have yeah. to? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And even your manager. And you work like, more, man, you, because there's yeah. no more water cooler chats. There's no, no more of just walking Buddy, around but, aimlessly. But, I go downstairs to the kitchen. I make my meal. I'm done in like 15 minutes. I'm back up. Buddy, if I did a stat right here right now, I guarantee in office work is probably maximum in an eight hour day. You're probably doing three hours of work at 100%. home. Agreed. You're probably, you're probably doing five to seven. Yeah. And you do. And the other thing is your availability is now around the clock, right? Because of all these messaging systems like teams and zoom, like your manager will message you after hours or they might send you a work email because you have a work phone before Think about it. When you were out of the office, you're like, screw you. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, like, you're on the road for an hour. So your company's losing an hour of work and then you're in traffic. And then on top of that, what about sick days? Cause, cause think about it. Like, now if you have a sick day, you can, like, think about it. Yeah. Like, you can, you can, you can, like, rest in your bed for a couple of hours. Yeah. Right. Instead of taking lunch. And then you feel refreshed and then you go back to work from, like, whatever to whatever. And, and where I work, it's been proven. We've been we've had our best numbers and our best productivity. And I know, unfortunately, some people have lost their jobs, but God willing, they'll find something better, and then we're going to go through a boom. But what I want companies to realize is that listen, we need to now work focus on the work life balance because we all say that. You know, when you go for the interview, what's your work life? Oh, we we know. And like, come on, man, you're just saying that to get the person in the job. Yeah. So listen, it's, I'm going to end it. It's 2020. It's had its obstacles, but then there's things that we've discovered, like you were saying, self-realization and then even like just work-life balance, things that but, matter more. Yeah. And, and as for to your point on, on that work thing, the boss reaching out to you in France, as for Michael Moore and the documentary, it is illegal for your manager to email you after work. No matter I wish how I, urgent I wish, I wish, and emergency I wish I, it, that I wish matter is. Can, I wish they can invoke that policy here. It is absolutely wow. unlawful. You can take him to court and get him fired. Okay, I'm, I'm moving to France. That's my 2021. <laughs> and maybe Denmark on the way. Is there anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, no, man. Thank you for all our listeners, man, through the years for listening to our BS. 
And uh, as we know, don't fact check, but thank you for being our supporters. Uh, and uh, yo, man, look, happy new year. I know COVID-19 and 2020 has been rough on a lot of people, but keep that mental state, man. Be strong. Uh, be happy, man. Be happy that you made it. And let's hope 2021 is, uh, is, is, is the year that everybody flourishes. By the way, did you see that meme about 2021 but from Just, from just Soul? He's like, no. is it awkward that 2021 is spelled 2021, like W-O-N? I'm like, son of a bitch. Son of a oh bitch. My you you played yourself. <laughs> Terrible. Anyways, man, happy new year, everyone. We'll see you in the new year. All right, peace, peace. out.